good. We gotta get hyped for this. Uh, okay. Hello and welcome to episode three of Soul La Darity podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Kelly. And we are having refreshing conversations about modern singleness. And I would even venture to say Western singleness because that's all we know. Westernized singleness. Westernized. I think that's actually fair. I think we should do a cultural episode. And straight singleness. I mean, we're just really, we are in a box here and we realize what that box is, everyone. straight, white, female, heterosexual box. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) I like this intro so far. I'm pretty into it. So... I was thinking it would be fun to talk about some of the things that we've just experienced so far since the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) We're in such a giggly mood, which is good, actually. But I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, I've listened to your podcast. I love it. It's so great. And even friends who aren't single are listening. Um, And I think that some of my friends have said this podcast can be relatable to anyone because even just some of the stuff we were talking about in last episode about insecurities and relationships and things like that can apply to everyone, which is kind of why I wanted it to be called something like solidarity because I want us to come together because of it. So what are some things that have happened in these last couple weeks for you? I had somebody that told me they started the podcast and then they instantly turned it off. Um, One of your best friends. (laughs) One of my closest friends. (laughs) And I don't remember what the reason was, but I've had that. Yeah. That was positive, encouraging feedback. Um, My my actual favorite, I think, I was trying to figure out how to explain this. I should have, like, actually written down the quote, but there's there's a guy in my church who's actually married and... Uh, I think he only has listened to the first episode. I don't know if he has listened to any of the other ones. And he was fascinated by it, which I thought was was really cool. And I just, I really liked however he phrased his, um, his like, I guess, like, uh, admiration of it was just super funny. Just kind of like, he's like, I really feel like it puts you in the female mind. Or it's kind of like this, like, this, like, mystery box has been opened a little bit. And he he was appreciative that it was very vulnerable and that it wasn't so much coming necessarily from a from like these single girls that are just sitting there kind of like complaining about their lives or <laughs> self-loathing um yeah. but just kind of trying to approach it from I think a different way than it's typically approached so I really enjoyed that feedback I really I'll have to try to write that down and share it at some point yeah like solidarity the secret life of women and we can start using that as like we can brand it yeah yeah totally our tagline yeah i like that (laughs) yeah i am really happy to hear that that even married people are really enjoying it because we've all been single at one point but really we're just talking about the ways we relate to each other and that's applicable to everyone it's universal so even though we are in a box i feel like there's ways that this conversation can open up deeper conversation with other people. Yeah, absolutely. So my <clears throat> my boss listens, and he has his own podcast called Two Gomers Run a Half Marathon, which sounds really silly like and makes no sense if you don't know about it. But he and his buddy, when they were turning 30, decided they were going to train to run a half marathon together. And they're across the country from each other. Just like, you know, living their lives. Um, And he actually turned 40 
yesterday, which is super cool, but he texted me or something and told me that he was going to write in an email to see if we would read it, and he hasn't done it yet. So, Stevie G, where are you at? We are actually checking this inbox. Yeah. And we are actually <laughs> hoping that people reach out and contact us because we really do want the feedback and when we want to know what people are thinking. And we're just super open to different ideas out there. Well, yeah. And I, it's just, everything's been really funny about this, you know, because I've been talking about this podcast for like a year and a half now before I actually did anything about it. And I'm really feeling like I need to write this book about singleness. That's encouraging. It will have definitely a Christian theme to it. So that's a little different than this podcast. But one of my buddies the other day was like, so Bridget, is this your like brand now singleness? And I was like, sure. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it that way, but I thought that was really funny because I want to be brave about it, you know? And I think that before I don't know if I shared this in any of the podcasts, but before this season of my life, I was like, I'm single just because I'm single. It's almost like singleness is happening to me, you know, like I'm a victim of it (laughs) (laughs) and um, it's abusive and get me out, you know, but I just thought actually I could probably have a really exciting and free and fun singleness and what would it look like to, for a time, be really intentional about it. Because so often when I have complaints like there are not enough resources or this conversation isn't happening happening enough, I feel the call to be like, okay, then maybe I should be the answer to that complaint, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's exciting for me to think about what, where this could go. Um, we just checked our ratings on the iTunes podcast. and A solid five-star rating. Five-star rating, eight reviews. <laughs> Three of which probably are us two and friend. We I think I cohorse somebody into rating it. Yes, so. you probably did. But that your there friend. are five five star reviews out there that we had nothing to do with. Who are you guys? And thanks for the five stars. That's really and email sweet. us. <laughs> just want some emails. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> email us. When um when Bridget first approached me about doing this, I immediately said yes without really thinking. But more so because I had just been kind of interested and in, like I guess and like like exploring social media mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. So I was I was I've always kind of toyed with okay, do I want to start a blog? Like which I have started multiple blogs that probably can still be found and each have a blog post, you know, or maybe two. And so I just thought about like trying to get out there more. I don't know. Like, I love communication, and I, I love technology, and I love the ways that we it can connect the world. And I, I don't know. I just think just having conversations about things and seeing different opinions. And so I've been thinking about, like, podcasts or a blog. So that was more so why I decided to to try something like this out. And I kind of I said yes, and I kind of followed that, that up with Bridget by being like, I don't really know, like, like, I was, like, hesitant to, to be involved in this after thinking about it because I didn't really want it to become something that felt like a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Because the times that I've struggled the most with being single are the times that I've really made it my identity. Where I've really made it, like, oh, I'm Kelly and I'm single. And I don't necessarily think it has to be like that, you know. I'm mm-hmm. Kelly and I, like, manage a company. Or I'm Kelly and I really... Like, I'm obsessed with music, but those are much better things to be identified with, and those are 
you know, I would never like really wanted it to be something that was so dominant in my life. And so I think I was hesitant in that way. But I think I was really swayed by just the concept of like, yeah, you know, as a single person, there aren't a lot of resources and, and I would love to talk about it. And I would love to try to be an encouragement. And I think already what's kind of happened for me is I feel like more encouraged about it just by talking about it, I think, and just yeah. by being honest about it and kind of going back and forth with Bridget about it. And so I actually feel like already, like, that's just been a really cool experience for me to um, to not have it come up so much in a way that feels like, oh, now I'm always thinking about how I'm single, but rather, like, I feel really encouraged in this and I feel challenged to try to, like, approach it differently. Yeah. I have certain paradigms that are shifting for me. Yesterday, I talked to one of my sort of spiritual supervisors for my job, mm-hmm. and... I just knew that she would have some really cool perspectives for me. And she even, this is sort of random, but she threw out there, like, if there's a time in my life where I feel like I do want to get married, that that's a goal and something I'm aiming for, then I should go for it and be intentional about making it happen and not apologize for that or like be worried about what people will think of me which for me was really crazy because I thought you know people think you're desperate if you're trying to get married but I've always wanted to be married and I think there will come a time where it will feel like it makes sense for me to be intentional about that but right now being intentional about singleness at least for this time seems so right and if that means we can contribute to shifting other people's paradigms and you know their perspectives then that's what I'm all about. Yeah, absolutely. I was mentioning to Kelly earlier, and I was saving this beautiful gem for actual recording. I took a quiz a couple days ago, 10 questions, why are you single? Just to see if, like, what if these questions actually could peg me somehow? Because you know how some of those personality ones, you're like, you're, you're charming and fun. And I'm like, yes, I am. How'd you know? Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Um... <laughs> But this one, I was like, we'll see what they come up with. And so at the end, it was like, you're single because you fear intimacy. Ooh, that is so, <laughs> like, opposite I know. It's not me at all. And I was like, you only gave me four options every question. And do you think it's possible that I, like, try to take this while we record? Yeah, you can try to, like, look for it. And then reveal the uh, results live. Live results. Live results (laughs) on why Kelly's single. Yeah. Well, you know, and for me, too, I think when I read the language of these tests, too, it really makes it seem like... It it made people seem like people who are single are super closed off, and it's because of their fears and stuff like that. And I don't really think that's true for me at all. I think that there's like a lot of reasons that I'm single, but that is I don't I don't know. Everyone fears intimacy to some extent, you know, like yeah. that's vulnerability and that's saying if you reject me, you know, you reject you're like telling me that I'm not worth it. I I get that. Yeah, no, I I'm I all mean, like ready to get intimate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that quiz had any uh legitimacy to it at all yeah it's like not weighty but it was funny and stuff like that is popping up more too in like my news feed and i'm like all right well yep this is this is my brand for a while (laughs) smack a label on me 
But it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm the singleness girl. Kind of like what you're saying, you know, I, I feel encouraged. I feel like when people come up to me about it, that they feel this breath of fresh air. Yay, we can finally have this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. or I totally agreed with what you were saying. And I've, I said this in a past post, but I really think that when you hear someone say thoughts that you've had in the past, there's nothing more like kind of unlocking or like affirming. Yeah, affirming yeah. than that. So it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun so far. I think probably the the last part of this experience that I've I really come to enjoy and that has shaped my experience is the concept of like perception. So that was something that kind of came up naturally in our conversation the last episode. And just the idea that singleness to some extent, just like really any part of life, is dependent on on your perspective, right? So how you go about your day, how you go about your different circumstances, um, a lot of that is really going to be tied into your perspective. And so I think for me, that's been a really important realization. You know, how am I going to choose to view my, you know, my singleness? Like, am I choosing to think it's because I think I'm ugly or I'm not good enough for this or, you know, these different things that are so easy to believe. I mean, there's so many, I think, just better perspectives than that. And it also comes back to something that we've both have talked a lot about too, which is shifting through the lies and the truths in your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think perspective is a little bit, you know, different or outside of that as well. Just like how are you perceiving where you're at and why your life is the way it is. Yeah. So an example of a perspective you can have that is probably one of the biggest ones would be that if I'm single, that means I'm not complete. I'm not whole yet. My story is unfinished until I have this person. And so you are like setting yourself up for disaster because you're walking around feeling that way and thinking that. And I wouldn't even, I don't want to even throw blame on people who have thought that because our world kind of tells that story, you Mm. know, in every single comedy that ends in a wedding or doesn't even have to be, you know, a wedding, but like when the climax of the movie is a literal climax <laughs> in a sex scene and you're like, woo, they did it. Um, you know, it's like that's that's some kind of closure or affirmation of worth and value when two people come together to affirm it, it, close the deal. Yeah, do it. <laughs> You know, and so I I think that that comes up a lot or like we were talking about going home for the holidays and when your family asks you about what's going on, it's because they're almost like you're not finished yet with this whole life thing, checking off your boxes. And so I don't think it's that hard to walk around with that perspective, but um, what are ways that you've even shifted that perspective? I'm just wondering and I can think about some ways I've shifted from that perspective too. I think one important way is the concept of like waiting. So your singleness is is not like a waiting period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think like we've already talked about how both of us have tried not to to view it like that. But I think that the perspective. Uh, concept has kind of solidified a little bit more um, that idea in my mind. So um, not putting things, you know, on hold, not being, not taking risk, mm-hmm. not doing something that I thought that I would, you know, wait to do until I was married. Even right now, I mean, like a, like a recent example, um, I was like talking to a friend who I'm actually looking to buy a house soon. And so is my friend and, 
and she, who's single, and, you know, she was saying it's it's always kind of been something I really just thought I would do when I was married. Yeah. And just kind of having that, like, peace that, like, it's okay to do that. It's okay to, like, establish your life. And you should. I mean, you know, like, you should just change what you do or how you would do it because you're single, I think. So I think that's been, that's been, like, one thing for me. I think just really looking at the ideas of, I guess, like, self-pity and mm. having that perspective of, like, yeah, it doesn't mean something's wrong with me. <laughs> it doesn't mean that, like, yeah, you know, I'm have this horrible stench or, you know, whatever, like, this unibrow I'm, like, unaware of or something or whatever it might be. It's to just try to learn to not personalize it so much. I think it's been really helpful from the perspective angle. Yeah. All the things you're talking about is making me think of the emotional intelligence book mm-hmm. that I think I've had you look yeah, at before. I read it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great because mm-hmm. it helps you look at your life and the way you do things, how you relate to people outside of you and how you're sort of internally processing your emotions. And it gives a lot of advice on how to grow in emotional intelligence because when we do that, we can do anything basically. And one of the pieces of advice is to change your self-talk. And we have this like running monologue in our heads about what's going on, including how we see ourselves and what we say to ourselves. And so I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm not sure that I'm the best at it either, but self-talk is really important. And it just makes me think of self-care too. That if there are ways that we're looking out for ourselves, they will spill over into healthier life choices and lifestyles. They will spill over into healthy relationships with friendship, romantically or otherwise. Yeah, because I think that we compete a lot with what the world tells us. And we get to, like, add to the noise of that. And we can either agree with the world or say, nope. Yeah. I actually am beautiful. I actually am really fun and smart and, like, headed somewhere, right? You know, because those are the things we hear when your great aunt Ethel says, why aren't you dating anyone yet? Or why haven't you been snatched up? You go, so I'm not enough for you? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was quite good. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing. I even want to, like, offer that to people listening. The book is called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. It's one of those, like, things that you take a quiz with and kind of find out where you're at. Just as, like, a really extroverted person who feels like the only thing that I have any skill in is people, I score Ds in my internal emotional intelligence and, like, low Bs in my external. And I think that the external will grow as my internal grows. But a lot of it was just self-care. And we in our busy world just won't do that. Like, <laughs> we don't stop to take care of ourselves. So, anyway, that's just like, that's what you, what you were talking about was making me think, is that we can start to change our habits. It's hard. Mm. I think it's really hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. I want to cheerlead everyone out there that, that you can do it. And don't feel bad about, like, patting yourself on the back or even talking yourself up like yeah this is what I'm good at this is what I'm passionate about this is what I know about I almost think like you have to decide too what are you about and sometimes these perspectives get in the way of us realizing what we're about I have not made it unclear that to to my world that I'm all about Jesus and I want people to know him you know so when things get like my singleness will get in the way of what I'm about and it'll like cause me to feel all types of things, right? And even treat people certain ways that (laughs) 
is just lame. Like, it's just not good. Anyway, so I'm working on my own self-care, self-talk, too. But that can be something that we all work on together. Have sol- solidarity in. See? Solidarity. <laughs> solidarity. Is there another perspective you can think of that comes up? So, like, what, we, what, what have we said? Like, not waiting, which is similar to... That, that means something's incomplete about you and you're waiting for it to right. come to complete you. So, another perspective that I'm thinking about, I think a lot in spectrums, like extremes. Because maybe we are just really extreme people. I think of the other side is where people look at singleness as their ultimate freedom and they just, and and maybe this is why I think it's important to say we're in Western culture because this is encouraged in Western culture, independence. I'm my own person. I make my own decisions regardless of how they affect others. Um, I'm just going to do me, right? And to some extent, I think you do need to do that, but I just see people not taking risks in relationship not loving each other well or caring for each other in ways that we need because I think that we're really communal people. Even though we all come from families, our families don't always serve those roles, especially when we get older. They're not who we need them to be a lot of the times. And a lot of us come from broken families, you know? And so I think that that's like another thing that we can do as single people is get to be dependent on each other in a healthy way. So I don't know if the the middle of the spectrum is the healthy spot, but like to know that your singleness isn't a waiting period, you're not waiting to be complete, you already are whole, which we've said before, but also that like you are called to be a part of something communal and unity and you know, you always have interactions every day with people. Yeah, I always like, I like looking at things as spectrums too, because I think, I I don't know, I see a lot of spectrums in our culture Mm -hmm. um, and Christianity where often the place that I do want to be is in the middle where it feels most balanced or where it feels like there's truth from both sides, but both sides have kind of radically shifted one way and have excluded the truth or you know completely from from the other side of the spectrum so I think that's a really good point and I think this I think even this podcast is a lot about finding balance too Mm, that it's it's um we're not saying you know like screw singleness and and screw boys and screw relationships like that would be like a very you know extreme but like not screw boys but not literally screw them but figuratively (laughs) Are you gonna edit that out? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's gold. It's gold. Um, but you know, and then and then the the other side, yeah, just kind of this like I don't know, desperation or, or or whatever to to be in a relationship. And so I think that yeah, yeah that would be a goal of mine. I think yours for this podcast to be balanced. And there's a, there's a lot of other ways in which that's applicable too. So the balance of um, not everybody listening wants to be in a relationship either. And I think that's yeah. another important thing. And so I hope that we can speak to those people as well. I mean, I know both for Bridget and I, like our heart's desire is is to ultimately you know be married and yeah. ever time frame that looks like but also I, I hope that we do speak about this in a way too that that people out there that don't you know don't have that desire which there's that's perfectly normal there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever um can also find like relatability within this podcast yeah I I'm gonna show my hand a little bit this people in my life know that I'm like this but I'm gonna just challenge you out there listening that if you're on one side of the spectrum or the other you need to like ask yourself why why am I so desperate to be in a relationship why do I think that I'm incomplete and hear that you're not but 
there are things that you've probably been through that make you believe that. There are ways that people haven't valued you and given you the worth that you have um, or treated you in relationship like they should that make you think that someday, somewhere, someone's going to treat you right. And I have other answers for that too if you ever want to email and talk about it for real. But ask yourself why. And on the other end of the spectrum is the big why. Why are you so like averse to relationship? Yeah, relationship. So, taking why are you, you know, why are you bitter against men or, or against women or that kind of thing? I mean, yeah. I, I think I've met both people, you know, and you do see that there's a story there often that, that really reveals, you know, kind of like what's going on there. And I think it's fear. I think fear kind of floats throughout this whole thing. So I I just want to encourage you guys to be brave and courageous. And, you know, we've tried to show our own vulnerability to you guys and like authentic relationship. That's what life is all about. And you're, you're going to be lacking deep, good relationship if you're not willing to be brave and vulnerable. There's my challenge for you. There's more where that came from always. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm, I mean, we could talk about everything forever, you know? <laughs> but I wanted to mention that, that intro that we, that new intro that we have, and now we'll be using this outro too, is by our friends. Mike and Brittany Amaroth. They are a part of a band called Infinite Soul. So they're a Tucson local. They also lead worship at our church. And they're not only just incredible people, but they're great musicians. They have great hearts. Um, wonderful people. So they were kind enough to record this fun little intro and outro for us, which we're really excited about. Yeah, so if you want to listen to more like it, it's Infinite Soul's you can find them on Instagram, Spotify. Facebook, Spotify. They got a great music video. Oh, yeah. You can find on YouTube. They're good to look at. I mean. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> no, really. They're beautiful people. Yeah. Oh. So thank you so much, Mike and Britt. And thanks to everybody for listening to this episode. See you next time. But we won't. <laughs> See? <laughs>